What's up, Big Talk Nation? Welcome back to another spectacular episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. There we go. Quiet right, right off the top. Right off the top. Man, we're ready to rock and roll. Let's go. Hell yeah, man. Let's do um, it. Let me start off by saying thank you for everybody that's come to YouTube now that our videos are now up live and streaming on YouTube, just like we are right now. If you're watching this, if yeah. you're listening, you're maybe on Spotify, Apple, Google, Samsung, one of the million other places that we're at. If you have not ventured over to YouTube, you can go look at our beautiful mugs luxurious faces <laughs> our mugshot faces our mugshot faces and you know put a face to the to the to action the, to the voice yeah definitely and, uh that's it um let me uh anything you want to add to that greg yeah thank you for all you new people out there who um just found us out uh, happened to see a video and you see these two handsome guys from north hollywood talking about rock and roll thank you very much for jumping on and continuing every week and uh, watching us absolutely absolutely let's just go right here here's where you guys can get a hold of us at big talk cg dot podcast on tiktok and instagram we are hilarious go watch our videos <laughs> comment how hilarious we are two you want to go leave you know some big long you got a bone to pick with us gmail big talk cg at gmail.com at big talk cg on twitter Go look, search us up on Facebook, the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. YouTube, Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Search us out. If you go to our Instagram, which seems to be the most popular place where people see us, uh -huh. uh, as far as like you know throwing stuff out there in our bio, there's a link to our link tree. Hit that link tree, dude. You will find everywhere you can stream, watch. You guys will enjoy yourself. A, a day of fun for the family. Ooh, that sounds good, man. Day of fun. Day of fun for the family. All right, man. Um, I think that's it. You ready to get into some Quiet Riot here? Let's do it, man. I'm all pumped up, dude. Man, Quiet Riot is um, very one of those groundbreaking bands. As far as like heavy metal and, and record sales itself, yes. um, you they were one of your like main bands when you were coming up oh tell, definitely. Us, tell us about quite right as a teenager i um like i said in 83 i you know heard the music on was it klos and kmet and i just loved it and you know went out and spent my allowance money um probably at music plus um bought the cassette and just put it on and just was memorized through the rest of the you know from rest of the history or something like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. went on from there but yeah quite right was very big popular band for me as a as a 13 year old kid um listening to them and enjoying their music and stuff mm -hmm, so. mm -hmm. okay let, let's talk before we get to the music which is what this podcast is all about it's all about the music let's just we'll just give you we like to give a brief history of the band just some yes. background uh founded in 1973 in la bay randy rhodes yes that randy rhodes and bassist uh kelly garney um basically through incarnations of Quiet Riot, Kevin DeBro uh, ends up joining the band. Correct. It, it was actually Randy that um, asked him to audition and said, hey, man, why don't you audition for my band? I like the way you're sound. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they kind of started to do that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I heard that too. And then? Uh, <laughs> and then they started to rock the streets of L.A. and the yeah. clubs. Um, yeah, they had different incarnations of the band. They came out with you know their first two albums, uh, uh Quite right, one and two. Yeah, available only in Japan. Can't get them here. I looked for them. I'm sure I, I didn't look hard enough, <laughs> but I'm sure I could have found them somewhere. And then, uh, 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 Metal Health. Yeah, that third album. You know, after Randy Rhodes had left, he went to go join Ozzy, um, and you know they uh, recruited Carlos Cavazo to come be the guitar player yeah. in the band and. Here and then comes Fra Metal Health. And well, Fra Frankie, Frankie, Frankie Benelli on drums. Sorry, was another one on drums. So yeah. he was like a—I don't want to say a studio musician, but he was probably a well-known musician here in LA. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, you know, from different bands, everybody poached each other, and next you know, man, they're starting up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, March eleventh, nineteen eighty-three. Yes, Metal Health comes out, and uh, uh, man, that this band just exploded onto the Billboard. 100 album charts and and uh man they they 
Went all the way to the top. First heavy metal band to go to number one. Did Do you remember the, that? Did, did it, yes. Does it say the date that it happened? Uh, they, um, they were, I can look that up. I don't have it in, right in front of me, but oh, okay. I, I think I saw it uh, on here. Okay. I think I saw it on here. Well, we'll go on there. Why don't you start the music and we can chit-chat and we can go right. on there and bring the other factoids as we go because I got a couple to myself. Right. Let's go. Let's see what I can find. Give all right. Here we go. This is how you start an album, Chris. This is, this how, is how you do it, man. Yeah. You get some aggression, you get some good screams, you get some power, you get some cymbal crashing. This is how you do it, folks. Yeah, now you get the groove. Metal health. Man, I, this is this is good stuff right here, dude. This is quintessential 80s heavy metal, glam metal. I love it, dude. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love this stuff. I'm sure everybody is. I'm sure everybody should be familiar with this song. I don't know. Um, it is. It is in one of my favorite movies, Footloose. <laughs> it's the tape that, that Kevin Bacon's character is listening to when he gets pulled over, and the cop takes the the cop takes the cassette and he goes, he flips him on the chin and goes, "This is gonna take you in, boy." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, quiet riot. They're not allowed here. Yeah, right. <laughs> no dancing, no quiet riot. <laughs> uh, I love how you bring that up on that man. But any any way to bring in part of your guys and some coho and your your main guys, and then you said Kevin Bacon was in the backup. Yeah, he's in the. <laughs> He's in one of the backup guys. Dude, I love Kevin Bacon. Footloose, dude. Who doesn't? Come on, dude. That movie's great. It's great, dude. Um, yeah, this is definitely one of those quintessential heavy metal songs. It was uh, not as all over the place as Come On, Feel the Noise, which comes up next. But, man, this is some good, good stuff right here. Uh, yeah. You remember this song when it was out? It was I remember this song when it was out, all of the airwaves, and then on MTV, too. Um, you know, uh, the music video. Uh, came out and it was crashing and you know they emphasized on the mask mm-hmm. you know that was the quiet riot symbol and I think it still is today you yeah. know that kind of stuff so yeah that was it so the music video cheesy but fun you know these guys playing live yeah being glammed and meddled out and, hey that's what happens man you ready to go to the next one yes you ready Let's this go. is just a killer song and I want yeah. I want to say it just grabs you and if you don't Headbanger, you don't know the lyrics or you don't know something, you haven't been on this earth, so check it out, man. Yeah, right. Quiet riot. All right, let's go. Did you know that this uh, this song was um, kind of became a hit by accident? Mm-mm. All right, so some of the uh, information that I found out was the producer Sasha was it Poofer was um, Spencer sorry Spencer Poofer he was uh, driving around LA in the 70s and he, he heard this uh, probably on KLOS or KMET not to correct you but it's Spencer Proffer oh Spencer Proffer sorry Spencer Proffer he was driving on, around LA he heard this song from Slade and said oh my god this is a great fun song I bet you you know I could do something with this for another band, and that was his his um, thought in his mind. And then when he met Quiet Riot, he saw them like live in a club one time and said, "These guys have so much energy, and some of their songs they're writing are for like screaming and getting audience participation." And he loved it, and he was like, "I'm gonna bring it to them and see if I could, you know, have them do it and tell them I got a deal, tell them I have a mm-hmm. studio." Tell him, hey, you know what? Let's just a little little demo stuff. And the guys, to be honest with you, Kevin and Frankie and, and Carlos and Rudy, they really didn't like. Yeah, they didn't really want to do a cover. Yeah, put it you this way, they didn't want to do. They wanted their original music to shine more. And they said, what we're gonna do is we're not gonna practice this song, and we're just gonna fuck it up. Just make it sound shitty. The producer would get mad, and you know maybe we won't do it anymore. Yeah, we'll yeah, let our music yeah. shine. And what they got was these guys did it. In, I don't want to say one take because we weren't there, but 
it was pretty much they did it like you know Frankie said hey you know Kevin was mad going hey dude you you played that good hey you know Rudy you're supposed to mess up on the bass Carlos you did the good this too good and then they're like well Kevin you sang it you know so so and he's like uh oh yeah you're right and then you know probably some twists and turns you know and they kind of unbeknownst to them they just made their hit which is yeah. what you know threw them out there and that's feel. yeah I always remember the interview on VH1 Classic behind the music where they really the same story to go along where they like oh Frankie play just plays shitty and then all of a sudden Frankie starts that drum yeah. at the beginning and Kevin just looks at him like you motherfucker dude <laughs> that sounds amazing damn it and it's kind of like one of the things they didn't want to do yeah. then they sounded I think they realized how good they sounded doing this song and they were like probably in like the middle of doing it they were like oh my god this is fucking the shit and they just went for it and it shows dude it's great it's a great classic iconic metal 80s song you can't escape it. Well, like I said, I don't think they took it in one in one take. But like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, but, doing but, it again and doing it again, they're probably just like, okay, good, yeah. that did sound better. Oh my yeah. god, that this song is is ripping and something yeah. like that. But that was one of the things from "Come On for the Noise." And of course, Chris, this was one of those songs too that I didn't know was a cover. Uh-huh. Of course, this is thirteen-year-old Greg. I knew anything about covers or who had you know, different music, and I thought, you know, these guys, this is a bitchin' song and. I thought it was, and then later on they said, oh, it's a cover band, and then I heard Slade's version, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Not to correct you, but this was released in August of 83, so you were 14 years old. But anyways. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> I know when your birthday is. Come on, buddy. I know when your birthday is. It'll get down like that. This was then the first single they released in August of 83, Metal Health, which we just heard, was the second single released in December of 83. Let's go to the next song. All right. And and to be honest with the whole nation right now, if you don't, if you've never listened to these albums, you've probably not heard any of these, the rest of these songs. Okay, I will. I mean, if you're not familiar with, if Quiet you're not familiar Riot. with Quite Right, these are gonna all be first timers for you guys. And it, it to me, the, the album is a little, for me, it it's, is. It's not a straight through listener and. Of course, doing our research and stuff, I listened to it, you know, at nauseum over and over again. And pretty soon, you're just like, oh, dude, okay, I, these are some of the songs I really like, and maybe not so much some of these other ones. But uh, this wasn't really one that I was uh, really that hot on. This is uh, track number three, Don't Want to Let You Go. I'm, yeah. It's not one of my favorites. I thought from the sound from uh, Mental Health and Come and Feel the Noise, the aggression of the guitar and yep. the energy was so there when they came to the third song. It's kind of like, well, maybe this is what they had in their arsenal before, you know, like the other two albums are, you know, they just had written. This wasn't anything, you know, big. So I took it that way. Yeah. But it still does have that 70s twang, t- t- you know, style. And then these guys just kind of, you know, ripping through. Or It almost sounds like a, a, a band from the 70s that's still trying to play 70s, but they're not in the 70s anymore. They're in the 80s. And it exactly. just doesn't fit here. It does not fit on this album. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It just, it starts playing. And, and, and to be honest, I was kind of like, you know, listening to this. I hadn't listened to this album in 15, 20, maybe more years. So a lot of this was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But man, when this came out, I was like, sorry. I'm going to have to let this one go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to let this one go, dude. Woo, that was a good one. All right, to- dude. <laughs> Ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. See, this was one of my favorites too. Is like it has a lot of energy. Um, like it says, the aggression of the guitar or the energy of the band is not, you know, like the first two singles, but it does have a groove to it that I like. Yeah. And you know, it's fun about. Okay, now we're singing about the uh, Cadillac. Now we're driving. You know, 13, 14 year old Greg is. I'll wait till I drive and I'll, you know, get a car. And, that kind and of what kind of car did you want? Slick uh, black Cadillac. <laughs> I was gonna say a Corvette, man, but alright. Slick black Cadillac, track number four on this album. Yeah, it's right it's back to what they were doing in the first two songs. Rockin' and rockin' and rollin' metal song and, and I, I don't know what happened Crowd. there on track three. They went right back to what they needed Crowd to do. Crowd pumping, 
like I'm singing to the crowd and they're gonna sing back to me kind of energy. Yep. And you said, yeah, I remember that too. And that's exactly what this band. This is, this is their bread and butter, if I might say so myself. Yeah. Yeah, I like the song. It's uh, it wasn't. I always thought that it was a single because didn't it have a didn't did this have a video on MTV? I'm not sure. I can't. Remember. I think it did. I'm gonna have to look that up. But man, but I think they only played it like at 3 a.m. It's why is that? I don't know. <laughs> headbangers at ball right out. Well, they didn't have headbangers ball back then, but yeah, dude. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so you can already see right off the bat, this isn't like a lot of the other bands we do where all every single song is just like a ripper. It's just all good stuff. So, you know, we want to cover some of the stuff that maybe just a little up and down, uneven, but overall good stuff. Slick Black Cadillac. There we go. It's a good rocking song. It's a good rocking song, but it's not the best thing I've ever heard. If that is yeah. Good. All right. Let's go to the next one. Track number five, Love's a Bitch. This I thought I was going to. I remember uh, looking at, like I've talked about before on a couple of our episodes, how I used to go to the record store and just stare at album covers. Yes. Because I didn't have the allowance to buy the records, just like willy-nilly. This one I remember obviously staring at the cover, being like, this is awesome. But flipping over and seeing the si- title of the song, Love's a Bitch, I was like, oh my God. They used the word bitch. They used the word bitch. Oh my God. That's this one of the 13 different songs we're not supposed to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. Was your brother into Quiet Riot? Is, um, is that how you kind of got involved with them? Or is it more? No, he wasn't really. But, you know, during that time, everybody, he wasn't into them specifically, but into metal. Okay. Yeah. So he, a lot of what I listened to was through uh, my brother, because, you know, he's a couple years older than me. So he brought a lot of stuff to my attention. A little mid-tempo. Yeah. Nice and full sounding. I, Maybe that's another thing with Don't Want to Let You Go. It's not as full sounding as Metal Health, Come On, Feel the Noise, Slick Back Hell, and even Loves a Bitch. It feels really full musically, uh, more sonic, or like a more, not a wall of sound, but more in that vein, where Don't Want to Let You Go is kind of, like, not full and kind of... I don't even know the word to describe it. Just not as pleasant to the ear. Wow. That's a... Stop going back to that song, Chris, but yeah. <laughs> I get your point. And like I said, it wasn't really one of those like memorable songs. Or if you had to skip a little bit on the tape. Okay, good. Fa- you don't sk- fast forward. Hope you hope you hit it right. Yeah. Okay, good. I got it. Yeah, I got it. Oh, it's just at the end. <laughs> it's right at the end of the song. Okay, leave it there. Leave it there. Don't try it. And then the person will put fast forward again. Then you're like 10 seconds. Yeah, and you got to go back again. All right, kids, one time there was this thing called cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> They're about as big as a cell phone. Anyways, remember rewinding them on a pencil? Oh, yeah. Did you, now, did you do the stick the pencil in the hole and turn the thing, or did you put the pencil in the hole and do this move? No, pencil in the hole and, and twist. Pencil in and twist? Pencil in and the hole and twist, yeah. I think I did both. I think I did both, but there were, there were two moves. Yeah. I always hated when the cassette kind of flipped and it kind of wrinkled oh, and yeah. kind of messed up. So I was always like, all, all of a sudden, I'm a surgeon. I'm yes. a 13 year old, 14 year old surgeon where I'm pulling out this and getting the tweezers and making sure it's flat. Yeah. 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 Twist a little bit. Oh, you can, yeah. Okay. It sounds good. All right. Ready to roll. Get and, it to the sky. And then, you, and then you put it in the player and you're like, Lord. <laughs> I will never sin again if this cassette plays. If this cassette can play right now, we're good, right? We're good. <laughs> All right, dude. Love's a bitch. Yeah, love it. Let's go. Next yeah. song, you ready? Yeah. One, one last thing about You know what? Saying about this song, you know that people talk about cussing or swearing like too much, but this song, saying that love's a bitch, it kind of, it just goes with the song and seeing the lyrics, something like that, but it's not too, I don't think it's overly used. Yeah. Uh, in a in a stupid negative way. Anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah, give me the next song, man. Okay. It's still a good song. I love it. Yeah, breathless. This almost kind of sounds like uh, I know. I was gonna what say. Are you, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? I was gonna say like uh, a heavy metal song because it sounds like it's trucking. Yeah. Everything's got that chug. Always reminds me of Maiden. Right. Oh, I okay. got that chug. I was gonna, I was looking at your eyes and said. 
Should I say maiden? And I go, maybe that's not what he's thinking. That is always a chugga chug 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 Sounds like an army of horses coming at you. That's that's Iron like Maiden. Like the four sound. horsemen? Something. Yeah, dude, this is a killer track, dude. Breathless. Yeah. Um, funny story, I was at work. I was at work the other day. And uh, I was playing this on a you know, speaker. One of my uh, co-workers goes, Oh, man, I haven't heard this song. This used to be my favorite song off this album. And he just sat there and he was like, You could see it in his, like... His face, his eyes, his uh, his name's James, and his face and his eyes. He was just like, it took him back to 1983, 1984, immediately in that moment. And he was just like, reliving like months of his like youth in like that moment of that song. That's a great thing about heavy metal. I think it, you know, a great thing about music in general, but for us heavy metal growing up, is certain songs can take you back to a not only a period of time in months or a year or a summer or whatever, a trip you take or, or, or your friends, you can actually narrow that down to a finite moment. Like this was the song where I did this one thing, kissed a girl or held her hand yeah. or, or, or drove my first car by myself with this song. And I could see that in his eyes. He went back to whatever moment that was, I saw it. It was awesome. Wow, that's fucking killer, dude. It was great. It was great, dude. Were you surprised he knew about, about no, this? No, no, because I know he's a rocker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know he's a rocker. Uh, an old-time... Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. He's an old-timer like us. And remembering like, the songs of like, if you yeah. bring something old, was he familiar with Crocus or anything like that? Or he, not? Yeah, he knew about Crocus. He knew about... You know, yeah, he knows about all the stuff. Yeah, yeah he's an old-time well, I mean, rocker. Some, some people, like, you listen and you bring up stuff, and you're like, ooh, I, I don't know them. You know, ah, they weren't my style of stuff. Yeah, but if you're you're of your if you're our age, even if you're not as familiar with bands, you've heard of them. Like Crocus, if you listen to 80s metal, you've heard of them. You've heard their you know screaming in the night, um, you know the couple of their yeah. other uh, ballroom blitz and whatever. But maybe not all their whole catalog. So yeah, he knew. Cool. It's great, dude. This is a great song. This solo is killer. Yeah, killer solo. He I was, thought he was air guitaring it. <laughs> Good stuff right here. I thought we were... Love um, you, James. I thought we were um, doing good in the sense of, like, this album was good. It had This was a good song. Uh, they kept up their style of some of the stuff they were listening to. Maybe it was a little more uh, written, like, towards mental health. And, you know, instead of uh, some of those... Like, you know, some of the newer songs. You know, like we were talking about, maybe some of them have, like, in their old catalog. Yeah. Kind of coming back. So I thought this was more of a new one. had a good sound to it. Let's go ready, to the next man, track. Yeah. I'm ready to roll. You know, a lot of these tracks are short, so a lot of these were almost hitting the whole track. I mean, yeah. that one was like 20 seconds from the end. So, um, And this is uh, Run For Cover, track seven. Now, to go through who the writing credits are for these, uh, track one with Metal Health was Kevin Debro. Um, do you pronounce Is it Debro or Debrow? Debro, right? It's Debro. Kevin we'll Debro. Uh, Carlos Cavazzo and Frankie Benali were the writers on that first one. Obviously, the second one's a, a, a cover. The rest of these songs were Kevin DeBro, except Don't Wanna Let You Go, Cavazzo was co-writing, and Breathless, and this one, Run For Cover, he co-wrote as well, Cavazzo, Carlos Cavazzo. The rest of them are just, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Battle Axe, obviously, as a, as a solo, that was Cavazzo, but yeah. Kevin uh, basically is writing on every track. Yeah, well, that's that's what he was saying when I told you they didn't want to do a cover, because they wanted to throw their chops in, yep. and, you know, showing their work, you know? I mean, he has two albums released in Japan. They can write songs. It's not the first time they're coming yep. up with stuff. So, so that's why I thought this album was maybe a, a touch of what they did in their past and to bring it in some of the current members to get their feel of mixing in uh, yep. our bands. And doing I'll tell you this, though, right now, dude. This song is killer. They're going at it right here, dude. Listen to yeah. the double bass drum. This is good stuff right here, dude. That that's why. Well, I think you know, on top of the hour, you were kind of saying that the uh, this album is a mixture of both for you, where it's not a lot of highs, it's not lows. It's kind of like in the medium. It's a. Uh, it's for me. It's a little top heavy with obviously the two opening tracks. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get. It's hard to top those two as two tracks on your album. So yeah, it's a little top heavy just right off the bat. The rest of the album is a little uneven. It's up and down. 
some tracks I'm just not fond of. I won't talk about the one again. Uh, but, you know, there's some good stuff on. Shit, hold on. Hey, guys, sorry about that. I think we had some sort of power issue here, power surge or something. So uh, we're actually back online after a small little break. Um, Are we right. that powerful, Chris? We're that powerful. We blow the we, circuit breakers in the, in the studio. In the state of the, I guess it's not a state of the art. We're going to have to go. We're going to have to get some. We're going to have to get the power company out here, dude. Okay. All right, let's go. We're going to go ahead and go to the next song, Run, Run for Cover. We just listened to it. Let's go to the next one. This is uh, Battle Axe track number eight guitar solo for uh carlos right here what yeah. do you think uh good um you know nothing crazy there's there is i mean if you're comparing it to a guitar solo like eruption of course it's not that good but hey we'll give it to him for giving it a try yeah. man yeah in the, in the early part of the 80s hey yeah i thought that i think you're good is the correct term it's good it's good there i was I thought I was listening to it. And I thought I go, "Is this an intro to a song?" And then when I looked, I was like, "Oh, this is a featured solo." Okay. That, that's that's what I said. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, good enough. To, you can hear it. You're, of course, you're gonna compare everything. Everything you ever hear, you're gonna compare it to Eruption, yeah. aren't you? So that's hard. Well, for me, I, this is I guess before my that time was uh, other one was um, George Lynch, Mr. Scary. Oh, that's I, I compare that to a lot of that kind of stuff too, but this was before Mr. Scary happened, so the Dawkins wasn't that Dawkins yet. Yeah, Dawkins wasn't rocking like Dawkins has been <laughs> rocking. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Battle Axe, Carlos Cavazo, guitar solo, um, all one minute and thirty nine seconds of it. Let's just we'll just let it run to the end so you guys can get bring it up, breathe it all in, guys. Ooh, uh, you know, just to say that it's no D. It is no D. <laughs> it is no D. All right, we're going to go right into track number nine. Let's get crazy. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how like, you know this whole album was. Mental health, let's get crazy. Love's a bitch, breathless. That's it, man. We're rocking. Yeah, yeah. A couple of tracks I think they could replace here, but overall, good. Uh... It was just a right, right album, right sound at the right time, I guess. Because man, they they leapt, they knocked, uh, they were up there oh. competing for number one with yeah. Lisa's Synchronicity and Michael Jackson's Thriller. They knocked Thriller, didn't they? Knock Thriller out of first, but jumped over. I think they jumped over Synchronicity by the Police, and then the next week, Police knocked them out. So they had that one week at number one. But man. Those two albums, which are iconic albums, you know, in the in the world of music, but man, this was the first heavy right, metal dude. album to go to number one, and it not it beat both of them out for that at least that one week. <laughs> Knocked him down for a second, yeah, yeah dude. dude, that's killer. Weren't we at uh, six times platinum on this album? We are at six times platinum with this album, that's dude. Still not bad for no. that kind of stuff. It's good stuff. What was Pyromania? Like 10? I think... Pi now? I think... Pyromania or Hysteria? No, we're talking about Pyromania. Pyromania is at like 10. Yeah. I think. That's a good amount, dude. Six million for this album. I mean, if you... want to say. If you look at the album and you listen to the album, if you ask someone, be like, how many do you think this sold? I don't know. Maybe like a million. A million or two? Six. No shit. Ah, dude. All right. Yeah, let's. Why were Why you brought it up? Let's talk about it. Factoids. All right. All right. Uh, so this album was released March 11th, 1983. It was recorded in Pasha Music Studio House in North Hollywood, yeah. California. Hollywood. Right here, where we are standing in this exact spot. <laughs> um, came out on Pasha label. Spencer Profer was the uh, producer. All right, dude. Who played on this album? The, the the classic lineup of Kevin DeBro, Carlos Cavazo, Rudy Sarzo on bass, and Frankie Benali. Uh, additional personnel: Chuck Wright played oh, uh, bass guitar on Metal Health and Don't Want to Let You Go. Wow. Uh, and then we had, they had some backing vocals. 
called the Riot Squad. Okay. Somebody uh, somebody uh, named Tuesday Night. Uh, she was like the, the female you know, singer. I guess that was her name. Spencer Profer and uh, Donna Slattery were backing vocals. Pat Regan played keyboards. Wow, I don't hear any keyboards. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember hearing any. It must wow. have been, been very little. It just like it is. That's but you know what? That's how I like my keyboards. Don't don't over keyboard me until you need to. Well, uh, that's what we said about Europe, and you know those guys in Europe that. But that was what they did. Yeah. But that's not what Quiet Riot does. No, it's not. Quiet See, Riot. that's what I'm saying. That's what so, I'm trying to say. So I'm surprised there's keyboards. Just I don't really hear them. Yep. In the background vocals of all like the screaming, I don't hear any women-ish or female voices. So. I'm I'm just surprised. Feel, just filling it out, you know? Yeah. All right. You want to bring uh, me to the next song? Because we'll start rocking yeah. and rolling with that one. Um, let me finish this before you talk about the song. Got it. Um, arranged by Quiet Riot. Obviously, we talked about the producer. Um, so this hit number one in U.S., 6 million copies. It also charted in Australia at 39, Canada at 5, New Zealand at 33. It's three times platinum in Canada, which is 300,000 albums. U.S. six times at 6 million. Let's go through some additional accolades right now, okay. quick. Um, top on the consequences of sound, uh, top 10 hair metal albums that don't suck, it was number three. <laughs> Rolling Stone, which is our favorite, um, 50 greatest hair metal albums of all time, it hit number 15. Okay. And on Loudwire, the top 30 hair metal albums, it was number 11. That's uh, about all the... F- and then, you know, with the two releases, Come On, Feel the Noise, uh, Metal Health. Uh, nothing really more with those, you know. You know, the funny thing is, as a whole album, it's not that comparable to all these other ones that we have had before. Here, you know? I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, but I'm going to interrupt you. Just okay. for a second, I'm sorry. Go I know ahead, I know people complain about it. But uh, right here, come on, feel the noise. Hit number five on the charts, and bang your head. Hit number thirty-one in the U.S. Come on, feel the noise. Also hit seven, nine, and eight on the U.S. rock charts, Australia and Canada, and then bang your head charted in a few other, in the same places uh, pretty well. But and Slickback Cadillac did chart in the U.S. rock charts at thirty-two. There you Get go. out of town, really. That was yeah. pretty good. Uh, All right. No, uh, the, the way that to close this, and now that we, you talked about the factoids. On the on the vocals, I did hear everybody. It sounds like guys and girls singing. Yeah. So the last song you heard, um, Thunderbird. You know, kind of like a nice, tender song. Uh, written by DeBro, right? Yeah. Yes. This, this guy. Um, not a good way to close the album, but hey. Well, it is a tribute to Randy Rhodes. Oh, is that what died. it was? That's is a tribute to Randy Rhodes. And but I do agree with you. I don't like the song. I don't like the song. Wait a minute, this is a tribute to Randy? It's a tribute to Randy Rhodes. Randy di- what year did Randy die? 92? 82? Wow, all right. Um, so, um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, but I don't re- I'm not really a big fan of the song, and I don't think it's a good closer for the album, but they did it symbolically, closed yeah. the album, paid tribute to Randy Rhodes, one of the greatest uh, guitar players ever. Okay. And so in, on that, if you look at it like that, then yes, it's a great song. But I'm kind of like this with the song. Like, eh. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't want to hear it live. How about that? Yeah. There you go. I'm not going to flap my wings. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's Metal Health. You ready to go to the next album? I'm ready to go. Condition Critical. Now, I'll, I'll give you this, Chris. I was super excited, super excited, knowing they did another album. Things were, you know, more quiet. This riot. is back in the day. Back in the day. They're coming out with a new album. The I'm next year. It. The next, very next year. Yeah, I'm going to get it on the first day. As soon as I get out of school or whatever was released. Right? I'm all pumped up. I'm excited. And um, I don't think my, my thought of it wasn't as exciting as I wanted it to be but you know going over it now in you know 2023 that I I listen to some of these songs and they're rocking dude this song I love it yeah 
energetic, singing, sing-along choruses, saying, hey, sign of the times, man. We're rocking, we're rolling, rock and rolling, having a good time. And almost like me and you, Chris, we're rocking, having a good time. Oh, yeah. We got Rambo over here having a good time, man. Sign of the times, Rambo. Rambo's over here walking through the whole studio over here right next to me. Hey. For those of you guys who don't know Rambo, he's the official mascot of the Big Talk podcast, the English Bulldog Rambo. You know, I, yeah, I honestly uh, did not listen to this album much, if at all, when it came out. I remember um, uh, Mama, We're All Crazy Now as really the only song from this. I remember seeing the video on MTV. Be like, oh, that's cool. But like I said, I wasn't out buying albums with my money because I just didn't have the cash. Yeah. So. But I did, like I said, as the opener, I thought this song was good years later on so I would say as of today I'm checking it out and I'm like hey I'm rocking in the car I can see myself yelling and screaming you know sign of the times feeling good um, energetic song I, I dug it I have nothing not anything bad to say about this opening track for this album you know and yeah dude this this, this is a really good opening track really good opening track not as obviously metal health I mean what are you gonna do You compared to that but they came out saying, hey, we're still here. We are the sign of the times. We're going to keep on rocking. I love it. I think it's a great opening track for these guys. Well, yeah. To, to, to reintroduce themselves just in case you missed them the first time around. Exactly. Um, let's go ahead to the next track. So we decided to do another cover of Slade. Yeah. So they fought the they fought Spencer on the first one, and I, I bet you on this one they probably wanted to bring it. I bet you Debro, hey dude, let's go get it. Let's find another Slade song. I well, bet you that was the way he did it. Yeah, well the singer uh, of Slade, Naughty Holder, which I believe is the singer, he they have a him and Kevin have a similarish voice. Okay, their voices are similar, so. I could see him like summoning his inner slave there for this song and be like, we're going to do it, yeah, but we're going to do it better. Um, which, we're going to rock you, it if, out. If, you'd, if you really listen to the two, the Quite Right probably does a better version of it. Uh, I'll say it. Um, but yeah, I didn't know it was a cover when it came out, uh, but I, I like the song. I mean, they did just as great a job on this as they did on Come On Feel the Noise. Uh, but Come On Feel the Noise is a better song. Yes, so that's the difference here. They just said, let's grab another one of those. What one is another kind of poppy, rock, we can metalize it up, we can put our quiet right fucking sprinkle on yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, what we're we going to find, and this is the one. You know, I think it's good. I mean, yeah. like I said, other than like hearing the story now that they fought it in the beginning, now they're like, yeah, we're not fighting anymore. Bring it up. What else you guys got? Bring it in. Bring it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, that may one. have happened. Uh, thanks, Danny. The video was nice and cheesy. I think it's more supposed to be, uh, if I remember, that uh, they're watching some uh, industrial people like on a, on a big screen, and then the screen breaks and Kevin starts to break through. Yeah. You know, and then they always play from their album, uh, The Mask Again Again. There's the, the guy in the mask. He's there. There looks like it's a hospital bed or, or you know coming into the ER, condition critical, and everybody yeah. has like a hand or their their hand or the band is like you know wrist. Not to say wrist watches, but you know things on their hands that same looks like the band is touching them or holding on to them. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next. All right, let's man. go to the next track. Party all night, another solid, solid track in my opinion on this album, dude. We're we're right now we're running three for three on this album. Yes, I'm 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 enjoying myself right now. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm having a good time. It's almost like a party album, or like I'm rocking yeah. and rolling. Um, I wanted to say too I think this was one of their older songs That I heard they had back I don't want to say around the Randy days But they were working stuff out I think it was towards mental health And they just did, they left it off that one But then Kevin brought it back to album number two So I dug it uh, I think it's good um, You know, kind of fun, cheesy Scream in the air, put your fist in the air, sing along. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin DeBro had all writing, all this, except for the cover. Um, Carlos was co-writing on the first one. Um, and then a couple of songs we'll talk about it later when they come up. We have some co-writing on the Rudy them, never yeah. got, oh, you're, okay. Rudy, Rudy did a little bit later on. Excuse me. Nice. 
But man, yeah, I'm, I'm party, party all night. I like how he says that. Party all night, night, night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say, like I said, it's just a a, a fun song, dude. I'm, I'm I'm digging it. It's not it's not too crazy, but enough to make me say have some fun, dude. Yeah, it's good. Let's go to the next one. Let's go all to number right. four. Here we go. Stomp your hands, clap your feet. Uh, cheesy title. That's funny. I would have liked to have been in the room when they made a decision. That's a horrible title for a song. Stomp your hands, clap your feet is a horrible title for a song. It is. And it's, and I get what they're trying to do. They're, I get it. You know, but they're trying to keep that energy up. Like, you know, hey, we got some, got some energy going. Yeah. Let's get another fun song and get people to, you know, we can get them to. They're thinking, let's get some crowd part. Let's get a crowd participation song going, and uh, this was, I guess, what they came up. Probably with. what I they came know. up with. Yeah, that's what it was. Crowd participation. Uh, I, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, the the title, the chorus, kind of ruin like not ruins it, but just. Uh, Kind of makes it go, whatever, dude. It's, I'm not. It's not my favorite song on the album. So you're saying there's a lot of cheese on this. There's song. a lot of cheese. Too much. Too much cheese. Too much <laughs> cheese, dude. It's trickling down my arm, dude. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Bring me to the next song. All right. Oh. I, I think that might have been a record for the shortest we spent on a song. <laughs> Held by the previous. What was that? I don't even remember the song on the first album that we that I'm not a fan of. Oh yeah. So this is uh, track five. Winners Winner. take all. I want to say that uh, doing my homework, I was looking at some of the videos, and did you know that they played this song on Solid Gold? I did not. Yeah. So you see them all singing, you know, and I was like looking at the crowd, and you know the crowd just wants to rock out. Everybody's just sitting nicely, looking at them. They're just singing. Uh, so this wasn't a video I, I'm not sure if it was a single um, I loved it And I didn't love it And you know Every once in a while In my head I start You know when you get Those song worms In your head This was kind of Stuck in there For a little bit For me I didn't um, hate it But I don't love it But it's not my Typical ballad So it wasn't One of the ones That I would love It's not going to go On my 100 greatest ballad list for next year's Valentine's Day. This song would not even make it onto any of my ballad lists. Good. I think this song is trash. Is not very good at all. <laughs> we are winners and winners. I don't even know what the point of this song is. I, 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 I don't. I know Wait it's a, a song about you know being the best. We're winning. We're the winners. We get all the spoil. I get that's what the song is about. I don't get why it's on here. Are you sure he wasn't trying to make this put like a, at a football game? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to be like, oh, let me write a, like trying to have the foresight to see that. But I don't like the, the verse. I don't like this part of the song. It's, you don't like the keyboards? I'm not digging it, dude. I'm just not digging it. And man, maybe I, hopefully it's the last track on the cassette. So then you can just flip the cassette over, <laughs> hit rewind and then play. <laughs> you just skip over it. <laughs> I am not a fan. All right, man. And I'm sure there's people that are like, this is my favorite ballad or this is my favorite song by them. Okay. Good for you. Right. You song. better email us because we don't agree with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, this song is... Hey. Let's go. Let's go. I... C oh, yeah. Condition... Critical. I, I want to say the title of the album, Condition Critical, song, I don't love it. And it was it's not like Metal Health. You like Metal Health, yeah! Condition Critical in the song, mediocre to me. Yes, I'm going to agree with you, but I think I like it a little bit more than you do. Um, Condition Critical, I like the title. I like the f album cover. Then they got the title track. It starts off with a little drum, and then it just kind of slowly builds. It doesn't really get to like this huge rocker kind of a thing, but it does chug along, and I'm okay with it. Uh, it's not bad, but it yeah, it's it's okay. You're giving me the stare down, like really? 
<laughs> well, no. I, no, I, I, think, I, I want to see what you say on it because, like I said, it's not... When I was listening to it, doing, obviously, like I said at the top of, of this album, I didn't... Um, I wasn't really familiar with all the material because I didn't really listen to this album when it came out. Uh, I didn't skip anything. You know, winners take all. I was like, kind of like, I'm done. Stomp your hands, cut your feet. I'm all right. This was one I never skipped. I enjoyed this one listening to it. I like this song. So I'm going to say it's better than okay. It's a good song. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that if we saw him in live in concert, I'd be go getting a beer or taking a pee break. Is this your pee song? This is going to be my pee song. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. If you guys don't know what the peace song is, stay tuned. We'll let you know all about it someday. <laughs> I've explained it once on one episode, but man, the peace song. I'll let you guys know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like this song. This has Carlos Cavazo and Frankie Benali as a um, uh, co-writing on this. Okay. Uh, man, I love it. You know what? I'll, I'll post up on Instagram what my explanation of the peace song. Oh, okay. So everybody, so it can be memorialized forever on the uh, internet. Uh, see, I like the screaming right here, dude. Right into the solo. Classic metal move. Something that uh, Skid Row did a lot of with Sebastian Bach. He'd be howling right into that guitar solo, so I love it. Classic. Yeah, well, his screams were... It has a chug-along, almost like... Not like it. I'm not comparing them to, so shut up, trolls. Led Zeppelin. That, that guitar sound looked... Got that melody like Led Zeppelin were having their songs. Just a little How bit. How dare for a little you bring bit. Just, up Led Zeppelin? Just for a little bit there for about 20 seconds to 30 seconds of the song. How dare like you a, bring up Led Zeppelin? Well, it had that feel to it for about 20 seconds. Let's go. See? Carlos is bringing it out, man. <laughs> Scream and shout. Now, this is the song that Rudy had... Uh, some co-writing on it, it was oh, Rudy, okay. Carlos, and uh, Kevin. He finally shows he his chop. Finally shows his chop. This is a good jam right here. This is a nice. This is a burner right here. Yeah. All right, Rudy. Yeah, I'm down with this song. Screaming shout. I love the double bass. Uh, Frankie's killing it on this song. Oh yeah. Like, you know, uh, one of those, you know, sing-along songs, yeah. chanting or with, with the, the crowd, fist in the air. That's it. Scream and shout. Scream and shout. You know, it's for the the youth, the angst in, in, around the world that, that listens to heavy metal this time. Scream and shout, you know. Whatever you take that as, that's what it's for. You but, can scream and shout But that's what anything. you want. They want. You want yeah. that in the crowd. You want the people to yell and respond and give it to me. Give me here. You know, you scream and shout back at me, if not the lyrics or, you know, something. Yeah. Cool. And it's got that constant drum just through the whole thing. It's just like, geez, oh, yeah, dude. dude. Listen to that on some headphones, man. You're just like, dude. You're just rocking and rolling. Yeah. The head whole... bobbing. The guitar sounds great on here, too. Right? There we go. All right, let's go to the next track. Okay. Track eight of ten. Red Alert. Ooh. Um, this was my deep track of the album, dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this. Um, I may have came away from this album with this as my favorite song on the whole album. I think this song is just killer. It doesn't sure. It doesn't. You know, it's not like we just heard where it's you know scream shout. It's just, I think it's one the best song on the album. Yeah, the guitar sounds killer. It's slicing, right? Rudy and Frankie on the keeping the beat. Little sing along. There you go, dude. That's killer. Okay, yeah, you're right. It does have a good sound uh, to it. Uh, rocking and rolling. I think I was a little more 
into Sign of the Times, like I thought that was a great song. Uh huh. Then Red Alert. But you're right. Now that hearing it and again, Red Alert does was one of those ones that okay, yeah. that was a surprise hit where I was like, oh, I was grooving to it more than I originally thought I was grooving. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I would listen to this album, you know, doing our homework, uh, doing our review, I was always looking forward to hearing the song. Every time I was like, okay, condition critical time. Red Alert's coming up. All right, cool. It was, like, it was like my treat. It was like the carrot on the end of the stick <laughs> for me. All right, dude, you can get through all of this. Not that I actually, if you want me to be honest with you, but if you take away the top heaviness of Metal Health and Come On, Feel the Noise, this is a, to me is a better album than Metal Health. I think it's a better album. If you look at it that way. Yeah, as it's a, so overall, as an overall whole, I think all the songs fit just a little bit better. I don't know if it was the musicianship or they guys needed to gel a little bit more and, and, you know, groove and tour together. And then when they write songs for the second one, there was a lot of stuff that I felt, too, was working more than Metal Health for me on the end. Yeah, I... But like I said, as a kid, Metal Health, to me, was the pinnacle. Like, you got this. Yes. When Condition Critical came out was, I guess I would wanted more... But I did it in 84, so like it says, I put this down, but now recently doing the homework, I can feel it, we're saying, as a whole, this would be a little better album. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, take away take away that top heaviness and, and of the first two tracks, and but they're on the album, so you have to take them to account. Yeah. But I still think that this one might just squeak out as an overall better album, even taking into that consideration as well. Red Alert, killer track, guys. You can crank this one in your car, crank it in your... In your, in, your, in your bedroom with your headphones on and air guitar. The night away. Let's go. Number nine, bad boy. That's right. You bad boy? Are you a bad boy? Rambo's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. <laughs> another good track, another deep cut, dude. It's killer. Killer, killer, killer. It's like we got Deep Cut City going on here, dude. Right. Did, did they say who wrote this song? Is, is this this is Kevin Solo. Oh, it's all Kevin? Red, uh, all right. Yeah, the, the last two songs, Red Alert and this one, and the last one, Born to Rock, uh, are all uh, Kevin Solo. All Kevin? Yeah, there, there is a lot of... Musicianship, I said they like, in the sense that they did a lot better, and the gel between these guys was here on this album. Yeah, they may not have been a lot of song hits, but as the as the album in in a whole, probably was better. Yeah, did it? Um, I like how they use the word nasty. Was this album? Use the word nasty. Did they go nine million on this one? Or Fifteen. In sales? Yeah. Come on. Give it to me. You want me to factoid you out? Give it to me. All right. Condition Critical. Released on July 27th, 1984. Still recorded here in North Hollywood. Pasha Records. Same same uh, producer, Spencer Proffert. <clears throat> um, same players as the first album. Kevin, Carlos, Rudy, and Frankie. Chuck Wright backing vocals. Randy Bishop, some backing vocals. Uh, now here we go. Let's go some charting action. All right. Uh, Australia 47, Canada 14, Finland 11, Germany 42, New Zealand 35, Norway 13, Sweden 18, UK 71, US Billboard 200 15. Super solid. Super solid. Okay. This is where the disappointing part comes in because <laughs> they went just went from six million. And within uh, less than a year, well, a little bit more than a year release, March of 83, okay. this is June, like I said, or whatever I said, Canada went from three times platinum to one. Okay. U.S. went from six times platinum to one time platinum. From six million copies of the previous record to one million. People were not digging it. Okay, my, my, quest- my question to you was... In 83-84, when Metal Health was out, did it make $6 million then, or is it $6 million as of today? It's as of today. Obviously, it's a rolling total. Yeah, a rolling total. So, you know, I would say half. But you it was popular. I would say 2 to $3 million in 83-84. So, so maybe with, like, what, like, 
you know, it being used for like commercials or in movies or on video games and stuff, it's kind of push it sales up where nothing from this album is. So you're not going to get any of that secondary market boost. Okay. But I'm still surprised that it did as poorly as one million. I'm thinking at least two, two and a half something because it's a super solid album. Uh, it just didn't have that crushing one-two punch of metal health and come did, on, feel the noise. Did they not market them very well? Did they not tour, like, get a good tour cycle? You know what? You know, let's let's tour with Ozzy. Let's tour with Judas Priest. Let's tour with Motley Crue. You know, whoever else. Let's tour with the Scorpions. Hey, let's get a, you know. Or did they say, no, man, we want a headline. Let's go do theaters. Let's go do, you know, arenas no. themselves and either not sell or not to get a combination of people doing it. Let's, let's tour with the Queens right now. Let's do something. You know? I don't know. I don't here's remember. A, here's a fact, Ted, for you. The song, Stomp Your Hands, Clap Your Feet, actually, here you go. Here comes a little more Slade for you. It shared the title with the original title, American title, to their 74 album, Old, New, Borrowed, and Blue. The American, the American, the title original American title for that album in America was Stomp Your Hands, Clap Your Feet. <laughs> They're just trying to get slatified. Yeah, you know what? It probably wasn't marketed as well. Um, slatified. It, it, the, the touring. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this, dude. Um, it's a solid album. And I, and I do think that the first album was just so that one-two punch. You know, Metal Health and uh, Come On, Feel the Noise. It just didn't have that... And people just kind of forgot about it. Definitely. I mean, it's a super solid album, but um, you're not walking away singing these songs in your head. Right. It's a better. It's an overall better album, but like I said, the top heaviness of the first one. You're singing those songs in your head, and these, maybe not so much here. This is I, track ten, Born to Rock. We were born to rock. I want. I want to agree with you on that one. And then, and for like I said, whatever happened, marketing wise, they didn't. They didn't get these guys. I mean, maybe they were not put on. The album covers, I mean, magazines, or something happened. I don't even remember. Yeah, you know. Um, but I would like to say one thing before we leave. Now, uh, remember, I told you. I know I've told you many times. Uh, what is the greatest concert I've ever been to? The US Festival. Correct. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. May of nineteen eighty-three. What are we in now, Chris? Two thousand May of two thousand three. So it's been forty years since I had my first concert. In, in 83 at the US Festival with headliners Van Halen, Scorpions, Judas Priest, Ozzy, first incarnation, of, or first uh, uh, on stage with Jakey Lee, uh, Triumph, which we should get into at some point, uh, the mighty Motley Crue, and who opened the show? That's right, Quiet Riot. Oh so man. I was at my 13-year-old Greg, was loving it because I got to see all those fucking oh, yeah. bands. First show of life, first rock show of life, and it just energized and still lasts today. So 20, 40 years later on, guys, I'm still rocking. I'm still listening to my heavy metal glam uh, years, and I'm still talking about all these bands that I saw and fell in love since 1983. That's right. Forefront, man. So I wanted, to, I wanted to say a happy anniversary, guys. And that's not over yet because our next episode is the Scorpions. That's Who right. Who else we saw on this festival? Hell yeah. It's a little quiet. We love the Scorpions. I'm ready, baby. We love your stories, Greg. <laughs> and if you love Greg's stories, let us know. This is where you guys can get a hold of us at BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. BigTalkCG on Gmail, at BigTalkCG on Twitter, Facebook. Big talk, uh, big talk podcast with Chris and Greg. You can go to our link tree, find everywhere you can listen to and see us. Also, we are on YouTube. Go there, check it out, subscribe, thumbs up, comment. We'd love to hear from you. Greg, take us out. All right, guys. This is Greg for the Big Talk Podcast. See ya. <laughs> totally off. <laughs>